Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, our study of Ephesians continues with the duties of Christian parents to their children. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 states, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Please listen carefully as Pastor Harris explains these duties in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Spirit-Led Parents. Here's another one. Bitter words. You're going to train your children by what you say, for sure. But they're going to observe you, and they're going to watch how you respond to other people and to different situations. Bitterness and anger in your responses will be cataloged and imitated by your kids, and they may even turn it around on you. Make sure that when your children learn vile words, and I said when, not if, make sure they don't learn them from you. How wonderful if they would have to come ask you what that means. And then you've got to figure out how to answer the question in a Christ-honoring sort of a way. But let spirit-controlled speech dominate your home. And if you had to summarize all of these, probably the most common way to describe how parents fail and do provoke their children to anger or exasperate them, it's inconsistency. The rules in your home need to be reasonable. They need to be age-appropriate. They need to be circumstantially appropriate. It's going to be different if you live on the, in an apartment on the south side of New York versus if you live on 80 acres in Montana. It needs to be reasonable, and they need to be enforced. Never make a threat that you won't carry through. Never make a promise that you won't make good. Now, I've said that. I've made every parent in the room feel horrible. I've made every grandparent in the world, in the room, rue all the things that they did and didn't do. Hey, we need to be realistic about this. And we need to be kind about this. You know, at, at any moment, any child is susceptible to going into his or her worst possible behavior. We need to make sure we don't set a standard of perfection that no one can attain. And, and your kids have, a, have this weird sense of how to do things in the most embarrassing to you way possible. You know, one of the, one of the favorites, it's just, it's just like as a, it's, they must teach them this somewhere. If you're going to really go over the top, do it in the checkout line at the grocery store on a really busy day when mom's basket is already in, but you're not being waited on yet. That's when they'll blurt out the things that you didn't even know they knew. 
Or they'll ask you the question about private parts right there and, and, and never. Psst, mom. It's always at the top of their lungs, right? Now remember, as we're talking about doing this, and as we are a church family, which is like an extended family, but with stronger connections because we all belong together, remember, all this presupposes you are in Christ, that you want what God wants for your children, that you're training your children what it means to be in Christ, even if they haven't yet come to the point of recognizing their sin and repenting and turning to Christ on their own. And this presupposes further that you want to be filled with the Spirit. You want to be under the control of the Spirit. So let's be realistic about our own families and about our church family. Not only is perfect behavior of children impossible, they're all depraved, right? Perfect parenting is also impossible. Now, we're bound to have a great variety of children in the families of our church, just as every one of our families is unique, every one of our circumstances is unique. But remember when we do baby dedication? The parents make their promise to raise, raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And we promise as a church family, we accept these children and these parents into our fellowship. So let's be kind Let's be realistic. Let's be gracious. Let's be forgiving. Let's be encouraging. Let's be nurturing. You know, some kids are very compliant. Sometimes they're the sneakiest ones, but they aren't hard. Some are strong-willed, and they'll always test an authority. Some are very advanced. They're always mentioned on Facebook. Some learn and progress more slowly. They'll all respond differently to the same situation, to the same discipline. They'll respond differently to parents and differently to teachers. And we need to adapt. This isn't a formula. It's not a computer algorithm. It's real life, and it needs wisdom. Some kids are mellow, and they sleep well. They prefer order and quiet. And God, in His providential sense of humor, likes to send that one first into a lot of homes and then give them a different kind, the kind that's wired with only two speeds, on and off, and no throttle in between. There are some genetic and biological reasons why some children just really can't sit still. Some of them don't realize it's possible to sleep past 5.30 a.m. Because, see previous comments, they will test your limits of endurance. All of that is to make a very important point for all parents. There is no single correct formula for how to apply God's Word in the training of your children. The Word is clear. The goals are clear. The, the principles are clear. But it needs to be done parent and child, child and parent, every day in every situation. You need 
wisdom, and you need to understand that we stand in His grace. There's a lot of wisdom to be gained from observing and uh, asking others who've gone before you about situations you might be facing, but there's simply just not one right way. The same parents who have one child who is compliant and easy to train and another one who is extremely active and looks like he's been mainlining caffeine since the cradle. That's why God gave us a church. I mean, we, we could send those kids to VBS. We could wish it was every week in the summer that they could burn off that much energy. What you do as a parent won't be perfect. Mistakes are inevitable. But stay away from the things that you know will provoke them to anger or exasperate them. Remember, your goal is not to produce a perfect child. You didn't, and you can't, no matter what stage of it you're at. Your goal is to produce a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, and for your children to stand with you in God's grace. All right, there's a negative instruction. Then there's a positive instruction. Back to our verse. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up. That phrase is all from the Greek word ektrepho, which it occurs only one other time in the New Testament. We saw it recently in chapter 5, verse 29, where it has to do with husbands nourishing and cherishing their wives. It, we use the word nourish there. It means to, to nourish up toward maturity, to supply with with food and warmth. And applied to nurturing your children, it means meet their needs. Just like you feed them and clothe them and bathe them, count them before you put them to bed at night, make sure you got the same number as you sent out to play uh, earlier in the day. Um, This is a positive, uplifting thing. Realize my goal isn't just to have a perfect kid today. My goal is to produce a disciple of Jesus Christ as they go out into the world. Now, he gives us two words next in our verse to help us understand how to nourish our children toward maturity. It's discipline and instruction. Bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. First, discipline. This is a word that has a very broad connotation, the whole process of training and education. Our word pedagogue comes from this one, form of this word. It's the whole cultivation of the mind, developing the morals and the, and, and the values, the, the whole process. Discipline involves both commands and admonitions as well as reproof and punishment. The root behind the word is the root for, is the word for young child. P-E-D. I know in Latin that can also mean walking or your, or, or your feet. But that's a young child. A pediatrician is from two Greek words, a healer of children. Okay? This is a pedagogue is one who is a teacher of children. This is our job. Part of loving a child is providing the nurture of guidance and discipline. Discipline is a mark of true love for your children. So if you don't discipline they will get a message about your love. According to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 10, discipline is a principle that God has built into His relationship with us. We are accountable to Him for receiving His discipline, 
growing by it and passing that on to the next generation. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.